SEN Fridays in the top end, 16, 11 a.m. <laughs> Follow us on Jesus. Facebook and Twitter at SEN Top End. Tell you, those bacon and eggs are going down really well, Robbie. Yeah. Um, hey, what else is going down well is your trade period, your club's trade period, Essen and Bombers. A few changes, mate, over the last two weeks. It's a different-looking Essendon team. You've added four players who you would expect to play a lot of senior football next year. Uh, off the top of my head, what was it? Mackay, Gresham, Dersma, and Goldstein. Yep. So, thoughts overall on the AFL trade period? Any observations? And obviously, as a Bombers man, as a Bombers nuffy, uh, what, what was your take on how they went in the trade period? Yeah, it was a very good trade period for the Bombers, I thought. Um, you know, you're getting some probably some depth as well because our VFL did get touched up a bit um, last year. So, probably creating that depth depths is uh, quite important um, it would put some bit of pressure on team selections as well mm. um, but yeah I think I think that was you know my overall take obviously Goldie's only got a few years left in him but obviously you'd be hoping for big outcomes out of Gresham, Dersma and Mackay as future players for the club and I think what's Gresham about 26 so yep. we definitely if those guys play their cards right we've definitely got players three players there for the next five or six years quite comfortably obviously longer with Mackay and Dersma. So you're expecting these players to move the needle obviously you're investing quite a bit financially you're not not giving up a lot trade-wise to get these players into the club, but they are on, on decent coin, uh, particularly Ben Mackay, um, and I think Gresham's on a decent little contract too. Mm. So, are paying quite a bit for those four players. Are they going to move the needle and, and take Bombers up the ladder? I, I reckon maybe. Um, I do still think we'd like a big-bodied mid and a, a big forward, so we didn't fix that. Um, I think there are apparent rumours that we were creating a bit of a war chest, but I don't know how much of that is left to target a player like Eugle Hagen. Yeah, I think so. So, um, But yeah, well, it sounds like there's going to be some monster offers coming forward and probably going to put yourself out of that one because it sounds like Jamara. Jamara is going to get a massive oh, yeah. one. Um, He's going to be a very well-paid man. Oh, yeah. So I, don't, I can't see him staying at Bulldogs, but no. I don't know what Especially money Bulldogs have. Especially with that new big have. contract that Norton signed. Yep. So, yeah, our producer Ollie wouldn't be too happy to hear that, but I reckon Jamara could be on the move pretty soon. Anything uh, to say about your departing players, Massimo D'Ambrosio and Brandon Zerk Thatcher? Happy to see those players go, or would you have preferred to have kept them? Uh, I think Zerk Thatcher had some moments last year where he was good. Um, but obviously you get Ben Mackay in, so it's, you know, you'd rather Ben Mackay, I think. That was close-ish to a straight swap, wasn't it, with Dersma? Yeah. Like, not quite, but wasn't too far off that. No, nah, wasn't too far off it, which is quite interesting. Um, I, I do agree. I think Gary Lyon was saying that he thought that Dersma was a better player, and I sort of felt that as well. Was that how you felt? Dersma over the Zerk Thatcher? Yeah. I don't know if Zerk Thatcher is quite good enough to hold down, like, a key position role in a premiership team. I don't know whether he helps Port Adelaide drastically. Like, yep. for example, a lot of the criticisms on Port Adelaide have been how they're undersized in defence, and... Tom Lynch, for example, as a Richmond key forward, would always take Trent McKenzie, and that was always like mm. the matchup that you could exploit. I don't know whether Zerk Thatcher necessarily improves that a lot. I don't think Zerk Thatcher and Radigalia are like top line defenders. I think they're decent players that can fit into a good system. Yep. But I don't know, um, sorry to use this term a lot, but I don't know they move the needle. I don't know they drastically make Port Adelaide a much better team. Dersmer, I think the jury's out. Obviously, an exciting mm. young player when he sort of burst onto the scene, showed a lot, you know, with his bow and arrow, plenty of excitement, but then dropped off a little bit. He's looked a little bit shaky with his skills and uh, who knows how his body is and what kind of preparation he's having into the season. But I think with Dersmer, you've got a young Victorian. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether Bombers are anywhere within reach of getting his younger brother, Zane Dersmer, who's a really highly talented young kid. I think he's going to go in the draft before Bombers' pick, uh, which is pick nine. So, uh, 
Dersmer, I think a lot of positives. There's definitely upside with that recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, Gresham as well, I think, is a really highly talented player. Goldstein, for me, is just the stopgap type. You know, he's 35. You can't put too much hopes on a 35-year-old. And Mackay's an interesting one. A lot of, lot of talent in Mackay, and he's finally yep. out of a team now in North Melbourne where he's... It, it'd be a tough role being, you know, the main key defender at North Melbourne. He's going to have a different role that, at Bombers this year a little bit. Obviously, he'll be in that key defensive post, but yep. it'll be a different look at it than, than playing at North Melbourne. So, yeah, watch this space, I suppose. Any thoughts on Richmond's trade period? We were one of the more boring teams, I thought. Jacob Kaczynski arrived from Hawthorne. We did lose Biggie Newen, a young key defender who's played some pretty decent football in the VFL. And Ivan Soldo went to Port Adelaide as among that plethora of players that Port Adelaide were chasing with Jordan Sweet and Radical Lear and Zerk Thatcher and about half the AFL. Um, the Tigers, we held on to all our picks for 2024. So our first pick will be 29 and 41, obviously, after using that in the Jacob Hopper trade last yep. year. So sort of one of those ones where I think if a bloke wants to leave the club like Soldo, you just you do what you can to make do. And we sort of got four draft picks off that. Like, paraphrasing, I don't have it written down anyway, but it was like Soldo on pick 50 for, I think, Port's fourth round of next year, Fremantle's second round of next year, which Port had pick 41 and, and something else as well. So it was like four random picks. But um, yep. eventually the, the crux of that was the pick that we got back we used to get Kajitsky. So it was... Uh, paraphrasing a little bit here, but it was like Soldo for Kajitsky, Port's fourth round of next year and Frio's second round of next year. So you take what you can get when a premiership Ruckman leaves, um, but he was always that backup type behind Nankervis and perhaps Samson Ryan as well. So that's the Richmond synopsis. I suppose, what are the other big stories of uh, trade week? I know Western Bulldogs are getting a draft suite. West Coast have got Tyler Brockman and Matthew Flynn, but that's nothing crazy. The big watch on West Coast, obviously, what they do with pick one and whether they use that. Sydney have been busy. James Jordan, Brody Grundy, Joel Hamling and Taylor Adams. What do you think of the new look Sydney? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the new look Sydney at all. Um, I think they... I expected them to be a lot stronger in the contest last year and then... They dropped off a bit. Um, the young mm. players sort of took a while to adapt to it and get going, and they got going late, don't get me wrong. So you get Grundy in. Taylor Adams will be probably that second string inside mid for them. As will Jordan, um, so they're adding that midfield yeah, depth. Yep. So I do I do think they're probably up. There's a lot of upside for them if those guys fire as well. Um, but, yeah, I guess I guess Jack Ginevan was probably my interesting one of the trade mm. period. Just because that happened so quickly and out of the blue a little bit. So that was, you know, what, pretty much like a 48-hour thing where Guinea, um, yeah, where it seemed like it was no possibility and then it happens. What's your theory there? So my theory is that he's got a backhand at uh, the exit meeting yep. and basically has, you know, for his antics, I suppose, for lack of a better word, yep. pre-grand final, going to the races and all that sort of stuff. And he's probably felt a little bit disgruntled. He's seen the writing on the wall with Lockie Schultz's recruitment and then got that offer from Hawks, which have come since Tyler Brockman's left the Hawks. So it's all sort of, as you said, trade period's a crazy period. It all sort of just blended mm. together and, and it created the perfect storm over that two-day period, didn't it? Yeah, it definitely did. And, um, you know, some people say you stay and battle it out, but I don't totally agree with that. If the writing's on the wall a little bit, um, it could have been somewhat lucky to play in the flag. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, the writing on the wall. If it's a three-year deal or a four-year deal at another club with a bit more security, especially his childhood club that he supported. Yeah, yeah. It would have been probably, so tempting. Yeah, it probably is tempting just to go. Plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays in the Top End. SEN Fridays in the top and recording live from Brinken. Shout out to everyone listening. A shout out to Knight Frank Real Estate in Darwin. Hope you guys are listening. 
SEN Roll Call, text us now. Let us know how you're listening to the show as well. And to all those right now, I hope you weren't listening last week. It was a bit of a tricky, bit of a tricky connection, wasn't it, last week, Robert? Um, but, yep. look, you just get back on the horse and, and keep going. And we are talking about the trade period. Don't have long here, but when you found out Lockie Schultz was going to Collingwood, did you think, hmm, yes, this is going to make the reigning premiers a better team, or did that come as a bit of a surprise? What's your thoughts on Schultz to the Pies? Yeah, I think it's a massive get, to be honest. Um, you know, he's a pretty good forward, and I think he's won one of those um, medals. I don't know what they call it over there, the, you know, the mm. Derby medals. Or derbies. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, he won one of those medals, so it's going to add a fair bit to him. But in Hunt, you know, they did win those finals by... Cost them it? a future first round. So yeah. It didn't come cheap. Nah, so, you know, they did win those three finals by all under a kick, really, wasn't it? So, mm. it does make them a bit better, but every other side's going to be better. And we thought that about Geelong last year when they added a few players and that. We thought, geez, they're just going to go strength to strength, and then they missed out on finals. But it definitely is a good get, and he is, obviously, you, a lot, most people would pick him in front of Genevan. So, um, especially people with, you know, good footy knowledge. So, um, yeah, I don't know, what was your take on it? You happy with it? Oh, look, I think he's a really good role player to add in. I think it more sort of extends to where Fremantle are at, losing Hamling, Henry and Schultz and not really replacing him with anyone. But plenty more to talk about with the trade stuff and obviously all the local footy as well. So stay with us. SEN Fridays in the top end. Robbie Hale, the guru in the Brinken studio with myself, Jacko. Um, Sort of going through the trade stuff, a little bit more, Robert. We're not going to spend a lot longer. I think another interesting story was Jack Gunston returning to Hawthorne, and that mm-hmm. forced Brandon Ryan out, who's a young bloke they got, I think, in the mid-season draft last year, um, a talented player in the VFL, from the VFL. Uh, Brisbane have got Brandon Ryan, obviously, as a part of that uh, sliding doors thing with Gunston. Did that surprise you? Did you think that was a little bit of Hawthorne showing loyalty to a club champion as opposed to making the smarter decision with keeping the younger key forward? Or do you have no real problem with Gunston providing that experience? You know, they've got maybe a troll in and a couple of other young forwards there. What was your take on Gunston returning to the Hawks? Yeah, I thought it might have been just like, yeah, I didn't have massive thoughts on it, eh, Clarkie? I just thought it was just coming and maybe he's got one more year left in him, does his um, swan song and finishes up at the footy club. And um, I don't know, like, I don't think he's going to have a massive impact either way. Um, I know he did kick five goals, was it, last yeah. year this, during the season, um, but wasn't able to crack into a pretty strong Brisbane side. So depends on, like, Sam Mitchell is, you know, got high wraps on him as a coach. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how he plays him, but I couldn't see him kicking more than 30 goals next season but what's your take no I think he just plays a role for Hawthorne players mm. is that you know experienced old guy role type thing um, they're going to have an interesting forward line though next year obviously mm. Mitchell Lewis I think has got a bit more continuity with his training Ginevan goes into that Mubby or Chol goes into that Gunston returns to that so if you're mm. the forward line coach at Hawthorne you've got a different look at it this year I reckon yep. really quickly we'll just go through a couple of other clubs stop me if you see anything interesting worth yep. chatting about Tom Duday and Shane McAdam have left Adelaide they've got Chris Burgess the Lions have stocked up obviously as we mentioned with Duday and Brandon Ryan but no massive changes for the Lions Elijah Hollands uh, to Carlton that was an interesting one. Did you see the headlines with Elijah Hollands yesterday? Yep. Um, I mean, do you reckon they knew about that? Yeah, I think I think they might have. Yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting topic. Anyway, let's put it that way. Because <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, it's funny because you don't know what you can really say on there. I heard a funny story about a um, a player who was traded from Carlton to Richmond and. Mm. 
by the time and that player eventually had some problems and they were let's just say without going into detail they were very apparent before they were apparent publicly and mm. when this new player arrived at the club it was like hey what's what's going on with our big big you know recruit we've traded in and mm. then obviously uh, it all come out and spilled out into the public uh, atmosphere not long after that but Long story short, it would have been interesting whether Gold Coast knew they were trading Elijah Hollands as damaged goods, knowing what was about to hit the press, and whether Carlton were expecting that and their media team were expecting that literally a day or two after the trade period ended. Um, there would have been a little bit of damage control there and that sort of stuff. So uh, really interesting how that happened. Do you reckon... Let's, let's, let's separate the off-field stuff from the on-field stuff. Elijah Holland played a really good game in the VFL Grand Final last year. I think he had about 30-plus touches, was the Suns' best midfielder. Do you think that he's got potential as a former top 10 pick? Do you think that he'll come in and make a big impact for Carlton? Yeah, it's a tough one, Clarky. That midfield is stacked, so mm. it makes it really hard to know. But He'd just have to be a role player, wouldn't he? He's yeah, not going to be the big just dog. have to be a role player. They, they, they think that last year they did have a few injuries, and Paddy Dow did come in late, um, and then now he's gone to St Kilda. Mm. So I guess on talent, he has enough there to come in. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, there's not much age in that midfield, is there? In the Carlton of, one. Yeah, everyone's sort of in the in the sweet spot now. Yeah, so you probably have be... Cripps getting a little bit older, but even still, at, mm. he's still in his 20s. Um, yep. Walsh and Chera and that are in their early to mid-20s, or early 20s really still. So, yeah, yeah. there's still hope. There's still upside, isn't there, for the Blues? Yeah. Melbourne have added a couple of pieces. Tom Fulton from the Lions, Shane McAdam to add a bit more forward depth from Adelaide Crows, and Jack Billings, who... A former pick three, but has kind of been like the forgotten man in recent seasons over mm. at St Kilda. Do you expect any of those three to have a big impact at the Demons? I'd actually go more so on Shane McAdam. I think he's a somewhat underrated player. Mm. Um, when he's on, he's quite a good... You can you take know, a grab. Yeah, he can take a grab, and he's a pretty good forward when he's on. I always had a thing for Jack Billings, especially when he started. Um, I think watching that draft, I was really super keen on, on getting, yeah, getting Billings. Um, but, you know... Just hasn't worked out for him, hasn't it? Last few years at um, St Kilda with injuries and whatnot. So, nah. um, if he gets a fresh run at it, but you know, St Kilda have had that sort of, um, yeah, I don't know what, what way to put it, but yeah, it's it'll be interesting for Billings. His best is definitely good enough, but I, I don't know if he can get back to that. Who do you rate more highly as a player, Billings or Gresham? I'm assuming you'll say Gresham. Is that I, fair? Yeah, I think Gresham. Um, is there much in it? Yeah, I think so. Gresham by a bit, you're saying? Yeah, I think Gresham goes through the has been going through the when he goes through the midfield and he's got better goal sense, I think. And um, for whatever reason, Billings has just slowed down a bit and the sort of competition's caught him a bit. So mm. it is a bit of a tricky one. Had that um, random 54 possession VFL game the other year, so he's sort of had other years where he's been a bit out of favour and then returned. So fingers crossed that can happen at Melbourne. We've seen that yep. they got Lockie Hunter last year fairly cheaply, so it sort of reminds me of that pick up a little bit. Yep. North Melbourne have added Dylan Stevens, Zach Fisher and Biggie Newen from Richmond. Uh, Stevens and Newen clearly going for more opportunity. Fisher looked fairly comfortable at Carlton by the end of it, but obviously had the big contract deal uh, offered to him by the Ruse. So the big watch with North will be their draft hand at the moment. They've got pick 2, 3, 15, 17 and 18. And the talk will be whether they can package that up for pick 1. I think they tried to package up, correct me if I'm wrong, 15, 17, 18, and their first pick next year for pick one, which would have kept them, which would have left them with one, two, and three in the draft. I think that's the dream for the Roos. I don't think they're going to get that. Yeah. Um, I reckon pick two and three will, well, not reckon, you'd have to say for sure pick two and three would be involved in a trade if they are any chance to get number one. Um, but 
Dylan Stevens, Zach Fisher, Biggie Nguyen, will any of those players uh, play good footy for the Roos next year, in your opinion, Rob? Um, yeah, I think they'll have opportunities. Um, just depends on the mix that they go with, with at North. I mean, they've got a pretty strong mid- young midfield. I really rate it. Um, Especially when they went up against the Bombers um, last, at the start of last year, you know they really gave us nightmares. Wardlaw that, was good that day. Wardlaw was good that fella. day, and the um, so th- those guys are all pretty handy. But North Melbourne's still in that development sort of phase, aren't they? Mm. Rebuilding a bit. Um, I don't know. I, I'd probably like to see them go Curtin because um, they do need that key back. But do they go pick two or three on him? Is so another question. So interesting. It's yeah, an area that they need to replace. Well, they could have just lost that game in round 23 and it wouldn't have been an issue yeah. for them. They would have had Harley Reid signed, sealed and delivered. Port Adelaide with the big movers. As we said, Radigalia, Soldo, Sweet and Zerk, Thatcher go to the power. Dersma leaves. They've got no draft picks. It's go time now for the power, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, it looks like a real trading for the present type situation. You know, yeah. like we're in the window, we've got to win now. Yeah, it gives them some good backline depth, I think. Like mm. none of them are... We're not sold on both of those guys, are we? I don't think anyone is. Not completely sold. No, nah, but one of them can really break, step up. And I think Zerk Thatcher, one thing with Zerk Thatcher is that he's, um, it would have been a lot of hot football coming in. And when you're a backman, no matter how good you are, it is quite difficult when the footy's coming in hot. And Radically had done some good sort of, um, played some good games, intercepting and doing that sort of thing. But the issue, you know, with, and then he did, he does make occasionally like bad decisions and they're sort of like howlers at AFL level. So... Those are massive watches for my, for mine. You don't um, see too many teams recruit two ruckmen in the one-off season. Yeah, Soto and Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have much rather they went after Grundy, but it is what it is. They've saved money and gone a cheaper option. And there are there's massive. I think there's massive debates in the AFL world about having a ruckman, um, how much you spend on a ruckman if it's yeah. overpriced, spending eight hundred to a mil, um, or just going the cheaper option, and putting the money elsewhere. It's interesting though. Like if you combine what. Power gave up for both Sweet and Soldo, and what they're paying combined, Sweet and Soldo, they almost could have just got Grundy and then yep. played someone else, you know, as a sort of pinch hitter type and had Grundy rucking 80% of the day, which he's done before and made all Australians before doing that. So, interesting one. You'd love to be a fly on the wall during trade discussions with Grundy and all those clubs to see exactly what was going on there. Yeah. Um, not too many more clubs to go. We're not going to spend a lot more on the trade period if you're getting a little bit bland with our convo about the trades. But I want to talk about St Kilda because they are a team, as we said before, they've been floating around in no man's land a little bit yep. for a while, or almost for 160 years, if we're being fair. Um, <laughs> but they've got Paddy Dow and Liam Henry from the Dockers. So Paddy Dow, obviously, from the Blues, going across for more opportunity. Reuniting with Stephen Silvani, who drafted him at pick three a couple of years ago. So obviously, Soss is... Um, he's, this is, yeah, he's not going to let this one go. He reckons Paddy Dow's still... Still top liner? No, probably not. But <laughs> he's got him into the club. He obviously sees something in Paddy Dow. Um, and in the whole AFL world saw something in Paddy Dow last year when he came in and played that role for Carlton and looked pretty mm. good around the stoppages. Obviously was forced out sort of towards the end. But do you expect Dow to play? Do you expect him to play the majority of football for St Kilda, just about every game? Uh, or is he still going to be that fringe type? Yeah, I think... Did you Do you reckon he added some pace to his sort of game a little bit? I think that's his... Because I obviously watch Thompson Dow fairly closely, who's his brother at Richmond, and they yeah. both have similar traits where they've got that really nice step and they've got pretty good agility and speed coming out of the stoppage. It's just their disposal and their class that lets them down a little bit. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, he can play, though. He's got attributes. Yeah, St Kilda's midfield was a very workmanlike midfield, but having that pace on top, I, d- I do think he's going to need some opportunities. 
Mm. He definitely when he definitely took his opportunities when he was at Carlton, but he's just obviously way back in the pecking order. It's a tough so midfield to break into it. Yeah, Carlton super strong midfield. So yeah, I reckon he's going to go fine. Um, he should get opportunities in a side that's going to be aiming for finals as well. And Liam Henry's not a bad pickup. He sort of had his breakout year last year at the Dockers. Had a couple, I think he had four games where he had 30-plus possessions. So knows how to find the football, and he'll slot in quite well on that wing, you would imagine, wouldn't you, Rob? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, Do you rate him? Last one before we move off the trade stuff. Okay. Um, no, he, he had some really good games last year. Yeah. I think he's sort of... St- it's frustrating for Freo, or whatever happens. Maybe it's Freo's doing themselves, but... Sure. Um, he had a 30-odd possession game against us and a yep. couple of other really good games and just running up and down the wings. So it's a pretty big one for him to lose. And I think Ross Lyon likes that pace and you know, Bradley Hill sort of type player. So, no, it's a very good get, mate. It does make you wonder a little bit what's going on at Frio because Joel Hamling, you've got there, um, signed a one-year deal at Sydney, I believe. He also had that offer on the table at Dockers but said, no, nah, I'm out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've lost three players and have not replaced them with anyone. They don't have the best draft hand at the moment. They had a disappointing year last year. So plenty of eyes on Justin Longmuir and the Fremantle Dockers, I think, this year. Stay with us. We will talk a bit more of the local footy stuff because that is really interesting and that is heating up right now. Round three this weekend in the NTFL competition. So plenty of that on the way. Stay with us at SEN Fridays in the top end.